Hey, everyone. Thanks for catching another episode of Shake Sales. I'm your host, Maggie Bloom. I'm the sales evangelist at Mailshake. And today we have another Maggie here. She is a manager of enterprise SDRs at Automox. So Maggie, thanks so much for being here. Do you mind taking some time to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Uh, my name is Maggie Bacon. Um, love that we both start with MB. I <laughs> yeah. started my sales career actually in a pyramid scheme of some sort, selling Xfinity in Walmarts. When I found out <laughs> I didn't have health insurance, I decided that it was time to look for something more lucrative um, that paid me more than like $300 a week. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through my Penn State network and I found uh, Zoom Info, which uh, great company to work for. Super awesome. I grew my career exponentially fast. I went started as an inbound SDR, uh, worked on the global team, uh, was shortly there put into outbound uh, team lead. And within six months of me starting at Zoom Info, I was leading the global sales team. So I was able to help scale that team from about three inbound SDRs to outbound SDRs. And, and when I ended up essentially leaving Zoom Info, uh, we had I believe 12 outbound reps, eight wow. in reps, and three reps in Israel. So my days were definitely busy. Yeah. I uh, was primarily outbound, which was great. We focused a lot on enterprise, mid-market, and small business. Mainly, I'd say sweet spot, mid-market to enterprise. Um, essentially, I just wanted to find something as a smaller company that I could help grow. Um, and I found Automox. I loved their passion for women in sales, women in tech, uh, their leadership, the qualities. I love the tool, the patching capabilities and uh, what the tool can do for you, giving you time and money back in your IT teams. Uh, I now currently run a team of uh, six outbound reps and one wow. inbound rep. Um, and while my boss is on paternity, I'm running a couple other inbound reps as well, but yeah, happy at Automox. It's really great tool. Um, really great company and they're super supportive of DEI, women in tech and, and everything in between. Wow. That's awesome. And I love that you, yeah, started your career at, um, I you think you said Walmart, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, doing like pyramid a, scheme. Yeah. It was not, it, I was stood in Walmart's. Uh, yeah. In, in, <laughs> can imagine how fun that was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure even, I feel like all of us kind of have those fall into sales jobs like that or a decent amount of us, but I think that's where you learn a lot and learn what you don't like and where you want to be next. And it sounds like you fell into a great career afterwards and probably motivated you a lot to go through that. (laughs) But that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But that's awesome. I love that, you know, you, you had this great experience at ZoomInfo and then you you know, came here and you're at Automox because you really wanted to, you know, start these teams from the ground up. And it seems like you did that um, at ZoomInfo, even just with your own team there. So amazing. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're coaching these reps here. And that's the topic of our conversation today is managing and coaching enterprise SDRs. So, and I know this is to kind of get into the first question here, this is a topic that everyone talks about, like SDRs and AEs should get along. They should have this relationship. And I heard you talk about it recently too, and how it's especially important in enterprise sales since there's multi-threading, there's a lot of other steps that are involved with the sales process. But as a manager, how do you foster those relationships between the SDR and the AEs? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, not to uh, beat a dead horse, but communication is key. So I'm a very transparent manager. I really appreciate being open and honest and just asking the hard questions. So um, even whether or not my rep is doing poorly or my rep is, you know, smashing quota out of the park, I'm checking out of them. How is your relationship with your IE? Just be honest with me. And I think that comes to the level of trust as a manager. It's like you want to create that level of trust so they feel comfortable telling you if there is a problem. If you don't have that mm -hmm. level of trust by asking about their personal and professional goals from the start as a BDR manager, you're not going to have that foundation for them to feel comfortable opening up to you about, you know, if they're having a tough time with their AE or even if things are going great. Um, so one, building trust in your BDR. Two, mm -hmm. um, when it comes to their relationship specifically, like I said, I asked them in their one-on-ones, how's your relationship with your AE? Um, yeah. We just went through a big org shift a few months ago. So we have a one-to-one -one pairing. So I'm very lucky that um, for the last few months, they've stayed with their AEs. So it's about oh, nice. building that relationship and asking, you know, the BDR, what are your career goals? And talking mm -hmm. to the AE, okay, how can we help them get here on the mm -hmm. side? So I also create a relationship with the AE. Um, not typically the last day of the, of the quarter, the last month of the quarter, excuse me. Um, do I do this? But typically at the beginning of the quarter, first month and second month, I have a standing meeting with the account executives and mm -hmm. I say, all right, here are the numbers from last month. Here are the numbers from the quarter. Say, um, this is where we need to be. This is where we need to pace. Can you give me your feedback on positive things, negative things, anything, any feedback you have for me and anything that you want me to work on to improve going into the quarter? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll also ask them like, Hey, I've gotten, so I lost my BDRs for feedback too. I'll, in our end of day huddle, I'll say, Hey, I'm, I'm meeting with the AEs tomorrow. Give me some feedback so I can communicate that with them. Yeah. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking it might be a good idea to have a, you know, group call with everyone, but <laughs> that will write on my to-do list now. Yeah. Um, said, I do do it. Like I have, I create a relationship with the AEs, create a relationship mm -hmm. with the BDRs, and then I help mesh it together by just asking the hard questions, what's working, what's not, where do we need room for improvement? Mm -hmm. um, I also have AEs come onto our calls, share best practices, encourage communication. Um, I have them all create an Excel sheet where they can interact with each other. And I'm constantly talking with the DSM, the AEs manager. Um, I can see my cat coming to the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> she's so, on those calls too. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's there present. She knows as soon as mom's on a Zoom call, she's right there with it, sitting <laughs> in my lap, waiting for the camera to shine. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely um, talking like to the DSM too, if there's an issue. Like I've had issues with AEs and BDR relationships before and mm -hmm. getting to the root of that problem is talking to their, their manager as well and saying like, hey, like I'm having these kind of communication issues. What are you seeing on your end? can you help tackle this with me together mm -hmm. so we can work on communication together? Yeah. Um, and, and that's basically, you know, how I do. It. And I think a lot of it, Oh, her nails, um, <laughs> come with building trust with both parties. I mean, I guess all three parties, if you're counting the DSM in as well, but yeah, absolutely. And that was going to be like my next question, because there are those moments that happen with SDRs where, you know, they're not getting along with their AEs mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a relationship, there's like a hiccup in the relationship. So what do you typically, like, what's the chain of command? Let's say if you're in a meeting with an SCR today and they're like, Hey, you know, my AE, I'm having a problem with them showing up to meetings on time, or that's a random one, but like something along those lines, any type of problem that could come up. 
Yeah, let me readjust her. <laughs> um, so any problem that could come up, you know, not showing up to a meeting. And one, I would say one that's common is not showing up, canceling one-on-ones. They're standing okay. one-on-ones that they have. Mm-hmm. I make them put one on the BDR, put one-on-ones in the calendar. I make the BDR responsible for them as well to tack onto the last question because it's their agenda. It's their time to pick the brain. It's their time to learn. Yeah. Anyway, if those are happening, not happening, those keep constantly getting canceled, you know, it, anything in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the BDR tells me, I ask them like, are you having your one-on-ones? What are you doing? Are they having, you know, I mm-hmm. will reach out to next step would be, you know, be forceful. I'll encourage, not forceful. That's an aggressive way to put it, but I'll <laughs> encourage the BDR to be open with the AE. Like, Hey, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Just because yeah. you're your account executive does not mean that you can't stand up for yourself to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I encourage that. Hey, put me in a Slack chain with, you know, yourself the ae and the man and and me Mm -hmm. and say like hey like one-on-one would really be nice this week even put the dsm in there as well one-on-one really needed next week can we make sure to make this a priority because it's Mm -hmm. important making sure that the bdr has a voice and then b would be going um not that i'm i mean i go to the ae first uh, because i've had this happen before go to the AE first and just say hey you know what's going on i know it's crazy it might be end of quarter like sympathize with them empathize with Mm -hmm. them understand that they have a busy calendar they're closing deals they have a lot going on but hey as xyz's manager like they really need your support right now and they could Mm -hmm. use your help your guidance and in your continued learning so you know can even if you have to cut the call short can you just make this a priority next week if then there continues to be an issue, I will reach out to the DSM and just see if there's any way that we can tag team it to get them to be collaborating a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah. I love that process. Encouraging your SDRs to have that voice, because I think a lot of the times it does can get skipped over from the manager to just kind of, you know, Hey, my SDR is busy. Let me try to manage this, but you're giving them the skills to later on become a manager or be comfortable talking in that position with that AE. And it's also giving them the same level of playing field because I think a lot of times people can view SDRs. I've been viewed as an SDR as like a meeting booker, appointment setter, you know, things like that. So love the process that you go through for that. Awesome. Yeah. And it, it definitely does help them. I always think about how can I involve them to the next step of their career. And I think it's extremely important for them to feel like they have a voice all the time, whether it's with me, whether it's with the account executive and yeah, they're not just there to book meetings and, you know, be a secretary. They're there to learn. And I mean, to be quite frank, there are BDRs. I know a couple BDRs and SDRs that want to be forever BDRs and SDRs mm-hmm. that make great money doing it and they're happy in their jobs and that's all they want to do. And it's like, you have to respect that. And you have to respect any SDR, any BDR, across the board. And sometimes that gets lost in translation, but I do feel, especially, you know, in the companies that I've worked at, that there is a, there's a high level of respect there. You know, sometimes it gets lost in translation, but just about realigning expectations Mm -hmm. and making, um, I get say it again, but expectations clear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. And yeah, like you said, kind of giving them a a little bit more to grasp on to if that's something that they want to do in the future. So you're just thinking about their growth in the back end, but cool. Um, so for me, I've never sold into enterprise before. So that's why I was super excited about this conversation, but you know, I know a lot of times, even just with myself, when I was an SDR, it can be really scary to stray away from, you know, templates or talk tracks that I was taught because I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I want to put some creativity into this. I want to put some of my own personality, but I'm really nervous because this is what's worked, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine like 
at, at the enterprise level, it can seem a bit more scary because, you know, these are bigger deals. You're talking with maybe like VP or, you know, at these bigger companies. So as you know, an enterprise manager, how do you encourage your reps to use creativity when they're doing outreach? Absolutely. So I love this question because I encourage creativity always and often, all the time. Um, so, and I, you know, the way I phrase it to them is because a lot of BDRs, they were looking for that next role. Like I said, I mean, there's that few and far between that want to stay BDRs, SDRs, but I phrase it to them as like, what would you do in your next role to get creative? You know, you can apply this to your next role, always applying it back to that career growth because that's what they're really looking for. Um, but also I, I just encourage that because it's fun, you know, it's fun trying mm-hmm. something new. And that being said, I also show them creative things to do a new search in LinkedIn, uh, a new way to look uh, on in the zoom info platform, um, mm-hmm. a, a new type of messaging. Hey, we're going to send gifts today. First person <laughs> to make their own GIF or meme that books a meeting from it, gets some money, making it incentivizing it and making it fun for them, but mm-hmm. they enjoy doing it. Cause you know, they, they work at a company, they believe in the product. And so, the way to make the product fun to them Mm -hmm. is, is fun. So it's just, it kind of phrasing it as way as, you know, you're putting fun into work, even if it's not a GIF or a meme, like trying something new and seeing that it reaps the benefits is awesome. So one thing I encourage the team to do every time that they book a meeting, um, specifically on my team, they'll throw on the Slack channel, name prospect or name the account, uh, title of the prospect method booked. And awesome. Yeah. So it shows like they share with each other. So they'll say they'll always share messaging. Oh, I use this GIF or I use this meme or, Hey, I use this template or this is the pushback that I used. Hey, mm-hmm. I have this, this pushback. It's really been working lately. Can we throw this into a template and outreach for, for us, Maggie? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, guys, I made this sequence and it's been popping off. I've been sending this GIF using gift because we have the gifting service um, awesome. that we use. Um, I sent this gift with this messaging and it really resonated with the prospect. So getting them to communicate with each other. So mm-hmm. they'll see each other being creative and it kind of, I mean, sales is naturally competitive. So they get excited and they're like, yeah. oh, they did it. I want to do it too. I'm going to do it better because it's that mm-hmm. natural competitive nature where they, you know, kind of fosters that communication and wanting to do more and, and get better. And they use each other's tips and tricks and it works and it's really awesome. Yeah. No, I love that. It's the perfect mix of how you have your team set up is, hey, let's share our successes. Let's share how we got there, which is that whole team camaraderie, which sometimes doesn't exist on teams where it is just 100% competitive. And I mean, hopefully it's not 100%, but I think we've all been there maybe in some situations where it is a bit more like competitive feeling than, you know, we're working together. But it sounds like the perfect mix of like, hey, let's have this rep share what they did. But then some of your reps are motivated, like, how can I do this better? Because, of course, there's always natural competition in sales um, with numbers and things like that, too. But we only win together, you know, the team wins together. And that's, you know, a big push. Our our CRO, Jeff St. Clair, he always pushes team, 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 because we win together, we lose together. Mm -hmm. And if we're all winning together, the whole company is winning. So if we're sharing those tactics that works and we're trying new things and we're um, getting ahead of the curve and seeing things on LinkedIn, tagging each other in the posts, like, hey, guys, try this talk track. Or, hey, guys, look at this really cool poster. Hey, guys, look at this motivation. Look at this. You know, if you're all doing those things and constantly learning from each other, that you're growing pipeline, you're bringing in deals, you're getting creative and you're only expanding your knowledge and getting that, you know, 1% better every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One team, one dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... Yeah. And so 
bringing in creativity. You do a great job to motivate your team to do it and you encourage it, which I think is, is great because I think a lot of SDRs can be a bit scared of doing that. So if it's coming mm-hmm. from leadership from yourself down, then they feel more comfortable. But when do you think is the right timing for them to test things out? Always an, oh, sorry. Um, (laughs) always and often i i don't think there's a wrong time i mean don't go and do something crazy at the end of the deal but if as an sdr leader bdr leader you're not really working the end of the pipeline so Mm -hmm. always and often you know don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to step out of your comfort zone i said this earlier but the worst thing you can do as a bdr is be comfortable always be uncomfortable because the moment that you get comfortable is the moment you should get scared um you know, you can be comfortable doing your job. You should always, always, always be on your toes and be uncomfortable. Try new mm-hmm. things. Um, I wouldn't say go and rip and replace your entire workflow, but take <laughs> yeah. something from every great BDR, every mediocre BDR, even the lower performing BDRs. Everyone has something to offer that's different. Mm-hmm. So take just a little tidbit from someone and trying it. It doesn't work. If you try it a few times, it doesn't work. Don't continue to do it. But like, you don't want to fix something that's not broken, but you do want to keep that continued learning. And I think that it's really important that they're not afraid to step out of that comfort zone at any point in, in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's like finding your own voice in sales because I know when I first started as an SDR, I felt like, okay, this is what really worked for the person sitting right next to me. And now thinking back, I'm like, that didn't sound like me at all. Like, I, sh- you know, I'm glad someone gave me the advice. I'm glad I tried it. But after a while, I was like, I don't feel comfortable talking this way on the phone or having this these certain expressions. So I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, let them test things out. Don't get comfortable. Borrow something from a top rep. If it doesn't feel right to you, then move on and try something else there too that you feel more comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If it doesn't, don't force it. Don't be inorganic. You know, it yeah. doesn't feel like you. If you feel like you're saying something, you're trying something, you're like, this is weird. I feel really uncomfortable doing it. Either A, twist it, make it your own, you mm-hmm. know, put the Maggie stamp of stamp on it or <laughs> Maggie feel to it or B, just drop it. Try something else, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think there's a wrong time to be getting creative and trying new things. I think that's extremely important, not only in their career growth, but their personal growth and in, in getting to the next role in, in their company. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Awesome. And yeah, speaking of, you know, I, people getting into the role, um, the SDR role here too. And again, I haven't worked in enterprise, but when looking to hire enterprise sales reps, what are some attributes uh, that sales leaders should look for when hiring like an enterprise rep versus a medium to small business rep? Yeah. So there's three um, attributes. I kind of talked about this in the JB Sales Better um, Mm -hmm. briefly, but I'm going to touch on three great things that every BDR should have or every great BDR that I've ever seen has had these traits. That's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to get at. But um, grit. So being mm-hmm. able to stand up seven times, fall down eight, mm-hmm. um, especially in enterprise, you're going to hear no and over and over and over again. You're going to have yeah. to be able to use that creativity to take that no and go to the next person and, and get up and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, next up being coachability, being able to always seek feed, well, always be open to receiving feedback and actively mm-hmm. seeking feed. Excuse me, actively seeking feedback. So mm-hmm. don't just be complacent and by the side, but actively put yourself out there to seek feedback and get better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then willingness to learn, wanting to put yourself out there and get better every single day, whether it's from po- product marketing, um, product management, product, or just marketing in general, account-based marketing, sales ops, marketing ops, whether it's just looking on Reddit to see what is popular and LinkedIn, finding new ways, but always being open to learning more. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have a fourth one would be caring. <laughs> so okay. Caring about yourself, especially in the remote world that we work in now, caring about yourself, caring about your colleagues, caring about the product that you're selling. Um, So I would say those are four, I said three, (laughs) four traits that every great rep should have or I've seen has and portrays on a daily basis. But when you're, you know, going between or looking between medium to small business and enterprise, you really need that grit. You need the ability to be able to take no for answer. And, or at least be willing to be coached to get your grit up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and learn to say no. I also think that you should look for hunger. Someone who's not afraid to go out there and wants it. They mm-hmm. want it not just for the career growth, but for their personal growth. Someone who mm-hmm. has goals in mind that they want to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in addition to that, like someone who kind of has some small, has, has sales, you know, experience. You do, you mm-hmm. needed to have some sales experience to be going out and jumping into these companies because mm-hmm. you, you want to have the power and the willingness to jump into a shark tank face first as yeah. an enterprise rep. But at the same time, you need to have some background to that, whether that's in the industry knowledge that you're going into or sales knowledge in general, so that you feel comfortable doing it. If you're comfortable doing small and medium, there's no reason, you know, you make yourself uncomfortable. Like I said, you mm-hmm. want to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Go on, get uncomfortable and go try enterprise. Like take yourself, mm-hmm. amp yourself up to the next step. Um, but I think it's really important that they have the grit and the hunger and they want it because Mm -hmm. you need to want it to be able to be successful there. Yeah, absolutely too. Yeah. The grit of it. I mean, any SDR role, but like you said, especially with enterprise, because, you know, you may get a no from someone at a company and then you may have to, you know, reach out to someone else or you're like going through these different barriers where it's not just hey, this is one sales cycle with the solopreneur or the one sales manager that works there. This is a sales process with like four, not 14 different people, but you know, like all these different people that may be involved in this complex sales. So that, and then I think care too. I love that you said that at the end because yeah, caring about yourself, caring about your growth, caring about your customers, caring about the product you sell. And I think like I've interviewed other sales leaders about this too. It's like, you get in calls sometimes with SDRs or I have in the past where it doesn't feel like they really want to be there and it really shows like you can feel it almost. And it's like just so simple. It's simple to say like, just care, but it really is like, if you're not working at a company or you're working at a company that you don't care about the product or you don't care about the team, like that's probably going to show up. And one thing I always preach to people is like, if you don't love, the software, the service that you sell, like it's going to be really hard to work there and sell it. Um, so look elsewhere kindly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think you really need to be passionate about what you're selling. If you Mm -hmm. don't, if you feel dry, if you're like, not sure. Um, you're just, it's not, you're not going to have the conviction. Like how are you going to sell the tool to someone and convince them that it's worth taking a demo? Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't believe in it yourself, to be honest with you. And I think that I mean, that doesn't specifically tie in, but I also wanted to touch on the creativity and what we just talked about. Yeah. And the question is, you know, you really need to be creative. You really need to be able mm-hmm. to, 
you know, be uncomfortable and do those creative things and try new things um, over and over and over again, especially in enterprise sales, because you don't know what's going to get through to someone. You know, it might take five sequences and four different gifts or um, really appealing to their pain point. You need to be really Mm -hmm. in tune. That's a good way to put it. Really in tune to what the prospect needs and what they're looking for. So Mm -hmm. you can tell them that we're Bob the Builder and we're going to fix it for you, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that that we ended with that there. And <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate it. Having your insight here, you know, starting as an SDR at Zoom Info, growing there, growing at Automox. I really, really appreciate you going through this and talking about your experience managing enterprise SDRs, Maggie. But before we finish up today, where can people find you? Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Maggie Bacon, Bacon like the food. I know <laughs> Um, pretty funny. I also have a Twitter X zero B A C O N N. I can't say that I go on there much. So best place to find me would definitely be LinkedIn connect, add me and more than happy to add you back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much again, Maggie. And thank you everyone for watching another episode of shake sales. Bye.